You're listening to CITR Radio, FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. And it's time right now for the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show, special fill-in edition for Frank Rumbletone. And today on the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show, coming up at 4 o'clock, an interview with Wanda Jackson. And as I've mentioned before, to help prepare us for Wanda Jackson, we also have in studio right now, who do we have? It's Eddie J himself. Eddie J. And Eddie J has brought an amazing assortment of 45s, LPs, even reproductions. Eddie J even went as low as to bring reproductions. He hates the repros, but you brought the repros in and helped to demonstrate one thing. You don't want to tell about, say, one-shot rock and roll girls. You want to give the exact... What do you want to give here, Ed? Well, this is the, the, the actual story of the, the female... Rock and roll singers, uh, the, the rockabilly singers. Uh, this is uh, the the um, rockabilly girls. The rockabilly girls. These are the the big ones, and uh, and of course we're sneaking in some of the Canadian girls too uh, as they as they come along. But uh, so just quickly, let's just recap from the top what we played there. The Hangout Blues. Well, we we played Hangover Blues, uh, Rose Maddox and uh, and her brothers. We we played um, uh, Wanda Jackson's first uh, hit record. Actually, her first record for Decca was a hit record the, with Billy Gray that uh, was in this country and western top ten. Then we played the the, uh, the very first female rockabilly artist, Charlene Arthur, from October '55. Then we went to that B- you believe is the very first female well, rockabilly artist, and uh, we'll find that out. From Wanda Jackson. If you disagree with me, if you've got somebody that you can prove that did a rockabilly earlier, but you know what I tell you, you know, if if, if somebody ever did, you know, it's kind of so what, you know, if they didn't really make an impact, you know, because these are the girls that really made an impact. If there's uh, some young girl out there wanted to live, listen to the very finest of the female rockabillies, that's the program we're presenting today. And we also heard after Charlene Arthur. Well, after we we played uh, the Beetle Bug Hop by the Collins Kids, uh, Lori Collins, another one of those rockabilly princesses, and um, then we went to uh, Long Tall Sally uh, and a Wanda Jackson LP cut, and last heard was uh, the very first female um, Canadian rock and roll record from January 56, My Sweet 16 with Priscilla Wright. And coming up right now is one of my favorites, Janice Martin. I had to have some Janice Martin on this list, right, Ed? Right off the bat. Janice Martin. Janice Martin. She absolutely belongs, so you can't you can't deny her. And this one was actually a hot one hit uh hot hundred hit, uh number fifty for one week. So you can't deny Janice her due. This is William William. They can call you Bill or even Billy, but you're my sweet William and you drive me silly. Henry, cause it takes my William more to really send me. Oh, will, 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 you threw me to my fingertips. Oh, William, 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 
You're still listening to CITR Radio, FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. Nardwarta Human Serviette filling in for Frank Rumbletone. And also coming and also coming up at 4 o'clock, we're going to be hooking up with WFMU East. East Orange in Joycey. And WFMU... Mount Hope! Mount Hope! For a live interview with Wanda Jackson, and the voice you just heard was out of Eddie J. And Eddie J., what did we just hear? Well, actually, we just heard the first uh, Canadian rockabilly record. That was I Got a Know by Joyce Hahn from September 56. Joyce had a minor... Is that the one we just heard right now? Yeah, that was I Got a Know. Yeah, um, that record, um, well, I was going to say about Joyce, uh, she had a, a little bit of a, a, hit hun- a hot hundred hit with uh, a cover of uh, Mart- Marvin Rainwater's Gonna Find Me a Bluebird, but that one came out in September of 56. Um, actually, Wanda Jackson cut that very same tune, and for Wanda, it was a hit for her on uh, the hot, um, or excuse me, on the, on the uh, country charts, it hit number 15 for one week but um had a good couldn't pass up playing joyce's uh, record there and before that we had um brenda lee's first record and and that was a pure rockabilly record bigelow 6200 uh from august 56 uh later brenda lee records well they they take out that uh steel guitar and they throw in a sax player and a pop chorus and uh, she's making rock and roll records pretty much after that had you been thinking a lot about this list during the week here ed I wanted to make it the hottest list I could make it, absolutely. And have you made a list like this before? You love making lists, but you hadn't done a list like this. Never, Maybe you could no. explain to the people again. This is not one shot. You did the greatest female rockabillies ever, but with six Canadians in there as well. Yeah, and uh, I guess we got a couple of those girls who are going to be a little bit um, on the obscure side, but um, we'll hope to to roll with it with that. But uh, yeah, we've got some great ones too. And it was great to hear Janice Martin in there too. I love the Janice Martin. Well, right now we're going to hear uh, uh, a Wanda Jackson uh, tune that is, uh, I don't know, this could be the first chick rock and roll song. You know what I mean by chick rock and roll songs? I mean, this, this one is, you know, it's not for the guys, that's for sure. I mean, hot dog, that made him mad? Uh, I don't think so. But. And it wasn't something about the picnic theme from the sandwich time company compliments Toastmaster Bakery. What was that? Oh, that was a slice out of Joyce Hahn's life. <laughs> oh, no, can we go back to that? That, please. What was that? Uh, oh, that was something she did in 59 for, for Toastmasters. Uh, yeah, he, he, I used to see that around all the time. It's uh, some kind of hokey record she did, too, uh, which was probably a freebie. A freebie, you probably had to buy two loaves of bread or something. You got the record free. And, of course, you have the record. Well, have to have everything. And so time for some hot dog in now. We're going to hot dog that made him mad. This has got to be a chick, chick's record. Uh, I think this is uh, the, the most monumental chick record until Leslie Gore uh, comes out with uh, You Don't Owe Me. 
on CITR. That made him mad. And CI on CITR. And coming up at 4 o'clock, 604-822-2487, 604-UBC-CITR. If you have any questions for Wanda Jackson or if you have any email questions, nardwar at nardwar.com or tweet at nardwar.com. Wanda Jackson coming up. And here's some more the Wanda Jackson. of the Rockabillies. What happened? But he takes me for granted All of the time to teach him a lesson Make him mad I went out on a date With the best friend he had That made him mad, boy Hot dog, that made him mad And he hugged me and he kissed me And he asked me not to do it again Oh, late last night When I came in just where I'd been But I really put him right in his place Instead of an answer I laughed in his face That made him mad, boy Hot dog, that made him mad So he hugged me and he kissed me And he asked me not to do it again
Listening to the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show. Fill in for Frank Rumbletone. Coming up very shortly, we are going to be transferring over to WFMU New 
York. So let's just do some station identifications for the moment. New Jersey. Sorry about that. Who else do we have Watch in here? Hi, this is Nardwar, the Human Serviette, and you're listening to CITR, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, and WFMU, East Orange, and WFMU... Mount Hope. Again, one more time. This is Nardwar, the Human Serviette. You're listening to CITR in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. And you're also listening to... Eddie J. Eddie J. On what station? In the New And what station in the New Jersey area are we listening to right now? Are we actually, well, we're listening to ourselves on the station in the New Jersey area. It is WFMU, East Orange, WFMU. Mount Hope. And we'll say it a few more times to establish station identification. Again, right now, it's time for the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show. Coming to you live from Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, but also live from WFMU, East Orange, Mount Hope. New Jersey. And today on the Nardwarty Human Serviette Radio Show, filling in for Frank Rumbletone, we are going to have for you an interview with Wanda Jackson coming up very shortly. Now, for those of you that have just joined us, stations that have just joined us, that being the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show, in the studio today with me right now is Eddie J. And Eddie, what have we been playing that people may not have heard? Maybe you can just go down the last little bit that we just played there. Well, we've been playing a whole bunch of Rockabilly Queens. Uh, Wanda Jackson, the Rockabilly Queen, we've been playing her princesses and and uh, a few rock, Rockabilly Canadian girls in there. So that, that last batch that we heard was uh, started off with I Got to Know Joyce Hahn uh, from September 56. Uh, the very first Canadian female Rockabilly record. Um, now that's a tune that uh, Wanda Jackson recorded and be interested to know who did the the first version then we heard hot dog that made him mad by Wanda herself from November 56 baby loves him from January 57 and then we played uh, Jackie DeShannon's uh, second record made when she was a a mere 13 year old uh, in August 57 I'll be true which was uh, um, also done by Bill Haley and uh, the original was uh, an R&B tune uh, uh, or a treatment by Frey Adams. And then we heard um, a, a live version of Fujiyama Mama by Wanda Jackson, which was a hit for her in November 57 in Japan. And um, just right along, we, we played uh, Ooh, What You Do, a Vanda King record from April 58, which um, which actually was a flip side of uh, a ballad that she had a, a hit with. She's a Toronto gal, and that charted in Toronto. Then we played uh, Wanda Jackson's Honey Bop from uh, April 58, and uh, the last thing we played was Hello Baby by Myrna Laurie. Um, um, her uh, Canadian rockabilly record from August 58. And again, the records that you've brought in here, Ed, here today, are not one-shots. These are your favorite female rockabillyers of all time, plus some favorite Canadian 
rockabillies, some favorite Canadian rockabillies. Yes, the the seven greatest uh, female rockabillies of all time, which were all are Americans, of course, and uh, and uh, some some very nice uh, Canadian rockabilly girls and uh, rock and roll girls as well. And people can actually access this if they go to nardwar.com or to go to citr.com and they go way back in the vaults and they can actually hear what we've been playing because we've been playing records for about an hour now, Ed. Yes. In anticipation of hooking up with Wanda Jackson. So shortly, we're going to be hooking up with Wanda Jackson. If you have any questions for Wanda Jackson, it's 604 604- 822-2487 that's 604-UBC-CITR or you can tweet at Nardwar N-A-R-D-W-U-A-R at Nardwar or you can email Nardwar at Nardwar.com or you can probably go to the WFMU show page and look for comments and we'll try to go through those right now as well. Here we are in our attempt to hook up with Wanda Jackson and what do we have queued up here? Something special that we want to ask Wanda Jackson about, Ed, right? Well, we've got a a tune, uh, a Wanda Jackson title that was only released in Canada and uh, we want to find out if if Wanda knows about this one. This one, uh, the title is Mean Mean Baby. listening to the Nardwar, the Human Serviette radio show on CITR Vancouver and WFMU East Orange, WFMU Mount Hope. And who do we have on the line right now? Hello. Are you there, caller? Yes, I am. Who are you? 
Wanda Jackson. Wanda Jackson, welcome to the Nardwara to Human Serviette radio show. <laughs> well, thank you very much. Now, on the Nardwara to Human Serviette radio show here today, aside from people being able to phone in questions and ask you questions, 604-822-2487, that's 604-UBCCITR, or tweet at nardwar.com or email nardwar at nardwar.com, we have my co-host here today, Ed, Ed Lasco, and Ed brought a special record in, and Ed, could you tell Wanda about the special record we just played? <laughs> well, Wanda, we, we just played uh, a title. Hi, Ed. Hi, Ed. <laughs> Hi, Wanda. Uh, we, we just played a, a, a Canadian-only title of a, a Wanda Jackson record uh, entitled Mean, Mean Baby. Have you ever heard of this one? I've heard of Mean, Mean Man. Well, you know, that's what it is, because it's nothing but a, a mistake at the record plant, and uh, the first issue out said it was Mean, Mean Baby. Well, but, you know what? On some of my residuals from BMI, it says mean, mean mule. <laughs> Can you believe that? Well, it seems a little strange, but I guess we don't care as long as, as the check cashes. Well, that's kind of the way I feel. <laughs> and we have a caller. Caller, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Go, I go, ahead, I to, go, go ahead to Wanda Jackson, caller. Sounds like you're all in the same room, actually. We are. <laughs> well, not too long ago we were because I worked uh, in the city where they lived uh, when they were in Florida, and I got to spend the night with them, and we had a big party, and it was a lot of fun. So nice to hear from you guys. When did you? Oh. When are you going to book down here again? Where are you? Springs. Where are you? We're in Ocala, Florida. Well, okay. When uh, are you going to book? You know, you can go Silver Springs, you can yeah, go you're, Tampa. You're hard to, you, but you're hard to keep up with. I thought you'd gone back to Decatur. <laughs> we did, we did. But you know we lost Debbie, so we moved yeah. back. Wanda, does your family have any musical ambitions? Or does there have any big jam sessions at all at Wanda Jackson Family Cookouts? Oh, yeah, that's what it was all about, really. Uh, the, the caller is Eileen, and her husband is Howard. And he is a great singer who didn't uh, pursue a career but decided to stay with his lovely wife. Uh, and raise the family and that but uh, we always have guitars and pianos and we've always played music every time we get together when did you guys first hear wanda jackson or first see wanda jackson perform uh january 1955 in bloomington illinois at the armory <laughs> do you remember that show 
She was sweet 16 or 17. <laughs> no, I'm, he's got a better memory than I do. You don't he remember? Was, he was performing with Elvis. <laughs> That's oh, a... okay. Yeah. That rings a bell. Uh-huh. Well, thank you so much for phoning in, cousins. Anything else you want to add to Wanda Jackson uh, at all? We miss you. Yeah, we do. And well, we love you, you. We and love we want it. you to book in Florida. Okay, I'll put my manager right on it. <laughs> uh, good to hear your voice, Wanda. Thank you. Thanks for calling, y'all. Love I love you. you. Well, callers, before you go, callers, do do the loot do. Do a what? Uh, almost do do the loot do. Yes, you got it. Thank you. And we have another caller here too. Caller, are you there? Hello. Go ahead to uh, Wanda Jackson. Hello, my name's Margaret. I'm actually phoning on behalf with my father, Eric. We met Wanda when she yes, was doing oh, call, uh, oh, sorry, caller. Could you turn down your internet? It seems to be yes. going on pretty crazy in the background there. That's okay. I'm actually well, phoning so from nice the UK from These Scotland. Are, uh, friends, fans who have become friends of mine uh, from England uh, around the Wanda, London area. Wanda, I'd like to say we're very best from Eric and market in scotland scotland it was great to hear you oh, tonight it's scotland that's right because and i look forward, forward to you if you man, manage across again in the near future same or best to your hus- husband as well uh-huh i will okay same we love well thank you and we look forward to your new single oh i hope you guys like it it's kind of different for wanda jackson but it uh, is, and I, I personally I think like Shaking All Over is a fabulous song to pick as well. Okay, well, well I've got it made. Well, thank you so <laughs> much. Great, Wanda. You take care, care of yourself, and we send our love. Thank you, caller. Oh, caller, before you go, do, do, yes. the loot, do. Loot, do, do, do. No, almost. Do, do, the loot, do. Do, do, the loot, do. Uh, almost there, caller. Almost do, there. Do, do, the loot, do. Do, do, a loot, do. And you're yeah. missing a little bit? Do, do, uh, the loot. not very good. No, you're almost I'm there, though. I'm the singing voice, you know. Do, do, say, do, hey. do, 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 the loot, do. No, do, he's do, doing loot, great. Do. He's Scottish. Aye. <laughs> uh, I you, send more best to you, Paul. Great show. Can you give yeah. her a hand, Wanda? Do, do, the loot, do. Do, do, do the loot, do. Do, do, do. Do, do, do. Okay, yes. Do, do. And we have another caller. Hello, are you there, caller? Hi. Go ahead to Wanda Jackson, caller. Okay. Well, Wanda Jackson, you're live here on WFMU, and it seems like you have an incredible amount of fans phoning in from all over, from Scotland, from California. I was looking through all the stuff you've done. You played a swimmer in a movie? What were you doing playing a girl swimmer in the movie The Chiefs? I didn't do that. <laughs> I'm afraid of water. I've never swam in my life. <laughs> no. Okay. Not me. Okay. Well, then, how about this? You were forced to sing in a bathtub, weren't you, when you were younger? Oh, you're going there. <laughs> yeah. Well, my sweet little mother, she was so protective. And uh, in the house that we lived in, in uh, Los Angeles, California. It was an apartment, really. 
we shared a bathroom, so it was down a hallway a little bit. So she would put me in the bathtub. I, you know, I was already six years old. but And then she'd go back to preparing supper or whatever. But she said, keep singing so I know you haven't drowned. <laughs> so does that tell you why I'm afraid of water and I don't know how to swim? It does indeed. And it also leads to that amazing statistic, thinking about the water and oceans. You've traveled the oceans many times to record 18 albums in German, Wanda Jackson. 18 albums in German. How German uh, are uh, you? Uh, 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 18 titles. And it's, right, not albums, 18 titles. Oh, I was hoping that you had done 18 albums in German and you were completely fluent in German. Oh, no, I've never, I can't speak German. In fact, uh, this is interesting. The first callers, uh, Eileen and Howard from Florida, it was their family. I was visiting a cousin who married into that family. They taught me my first German song, and I've remembered it through all these years. It was Du kannst nicht treu sein, and um, I do it on my shows, every show I do in Germany. And you are Wanda Jackson, live here on WFMU East Orange, WFMU Mount Hope, and CITR Vancouver, Canada. If anybody has any questions for Wanda Jackson, we're live, 604-822-2487, UBCCITR. Or you can also email in nardwar at nardwar.com or twitter at nardwar.com or go to the WFMU message board and you can look for the comment section and leave some comments there. My big iron skillet. The box that it came in. This gun don't care. I love the big iron skillet song, Wanda Jackson. That is my favorite. Oh, well, thank you. I think it's a darling song. Uh, actually, a friend that Wendell, my husband, Wendell, went to school with, uh, he and his wife wrote that song. Uh, they've never written any other songs, but... They wrote that for me, and I thought it was darling, too. So that's the story behind that song. And we have a question here from Ed in the studio. Ed, go ahead to Wanda Jackson. Well, Wanda, I was wondering, if have you ever played Vancouver, B.C., Canada? Well, yes, I, I know that I have. I can't tell you the name of the venue or the, uh, the particulars, but certainly I've well, even played out on Victoria Island. <laughs> mm-hmm. In Victoria and Vancouver Island, yes. Yeah, well, um, whichever, yeah. But I've, I've worked all across Canada. I think every province I've been in, and uh, from back in the 50s when we did package shows, you know, right. about five or six artists, and we all kind of traveled, uh, especially if it was wintertime, we tried to travel in caravan style, so if somebody got in trouble, and I remember one time, uh, our car, I say ours, my dad traveled with me then, but our car was filled up with musicians and other artists <laughs> and the, whose cars had stalled and they couldn't get them out, so yeah, I 
I love Canada. I still go to Toronto almost every year. Really? Um, <clears throat> that's amazing to me because... Um, you know, uh, I, uh, prior to doing the show, I, I looked in the uh, Chums Charts book, and um, <clears throat> I was very surprised to, to to see that Let's Have a Party never charted there, and uh, none of your '60s, early '60s hits charted in Toronto. Um, so this, well, so that, sure, that uh, let me say this, Ed, uh, they sure know them these days. Well, I'm, I'm sure your fans all over the world, wherever they are, they all are very acquainted with your, your catalog. And here's a fan right now. Hello, fan. Are you there, caller? Hi, yes. This is Big Jim from down in Stanton, Virginia. Go ahead. Oh, to wa- Hi, Big Jim. Do you know Wanda? How are you, Wanda? I'm fine. Thank you. I have loved you since I was a mere child. Uh, my uncle used to have an eight-track and played the... Like a country greatest hits of yours, uh, <laughs> yours will be the chaser of your wine. That was been my favorite for years. Oh, that that is a good song. Sure, a good country song. Now, I just always wondered why that song didn't become a bigger hit than maybe it seemed to on the charts and all. Well, you know, uh, my whole career has been, uh, and I'm not complaining by any means, but it's right, just right. the fact that my whole career, everything I've recorded kind of falls through the cracks. And I have no answers for why. <laughs> well, you know, we love you, and uh, what can I hope to see you when you come to Richmond, Virginia. falls through the cracks. Well, thank you so much for phoning in, caller, and do-do-do-do-do. Do-do-do-do-do. Here we go. Yes. do and you're still listening to WFMU East Orange and CITR Vancouver, Canada. And we have live here Wanda Jackson, 604-822-247, 604-UBC-CITR if you want to ask Wanda any questions. Or you can email in or you can tweet at Nardwar. Go to WFMU page. And there's a comment here on the WFMU page to you, Wanda. And it says, from listener Jeff, and this is to you, Wanda, from listener Jeff. It says, I wish I could see Wanda perform. When I go out and DJ, her records are always the crowd favorite. She could mop the floor with Elvis. Please come to Albuquerque. Albuquerque. Oh, one of my very favorite places in America. And that yes. Was, and that well, I, I used to go there at least two to three times a year. But there, there seems to be no venues um, for my type of music or, you know, I just don't know. We, we never get requests. We have to sit back and wait for a request for us to come to their, uh, their place. So uh, if you know of a place in Albuquerque, get, them to, get on my website, WandaJackson.com. And find out how to get in touch with my manager, my husband, Wendell Goodman, and let's let's make that happen. Speaking of traveling and stuff, Wanda Jackson, you recently or some time ago got a new Cadillac. And I was thinking, how many Cadillacs have you got over the years? Because, you know, I always think record companies always give artists Cadillacs. How many Cadillacs have you got over the years? Well, the ones I have gotten, I have uh, worked 
and traveled in blood and <laughs> blood, sweat, and tears to own. My record companies have never given me a car, but uh, I don't know. Not not really that many for a few years. Uh, it just wasn't financially wise. I'll put it that way to uh, to drive a car like that, and so. This year, however, I'm sorry, um, it's 2010, isn't it? But last year was one of the biggest years I've ever had in in my career. Not my life, but my career. And my husband said we have to uh, have, have that, uh, what would you call it, we have to make a statement this was your year and so he surprised me with a beautiful oh uh, brand new bright red beautiful red actually not bright very pretty red cadillac cts and it is so fabulous to drive i feel like an indie driver in it (laughs) And if we drove all the way over to Spain, we would see that you have an email here from Spain, Wanda Jackson, and Uh it's from Fernando, and he says, The Power of the Internet. I'm hearing Wanda's interview live from Spain. You're charming, Wanda. I've just ordered your recent single. Thanks a lot for Uh, it. Oh, that's wonderful to hear that. Yeah, I have the... The new vinyl uh, and iTunes uh, way of getting this song, uh, it will be released Tuesday of next week, the 26th. Well, that's wonderful to hear that. Thank you very much, caller. Uh, or, an emailer from Spain. And what's interesting is on the single, it's a cover. One of the songs is a cover of Shaken All Over, which is, of course, a very Canadian connection. And Ed here loves Shaken All Over and had a question for you, too. Back to Ed. <clears throat> Shaken All Over and also some other questions you had, Ed. Okay. Well, well uh, I, I was just wondering, are, are you having a, a, a more fun these days uh, performing or, or were you having more fun back in the 50s? Oh, my goodness. There's really no comparison. I'm having so much more fun now. I have so much more help. I have uh, better places to work, venues. I have bigger crowds. I get to fly instead of drive. (laughs) I have a lot more celebrity in every place I go. And, uh, gee... I couldn't be happier. Actually, you just got another email here, a comment on the WFMU board from a Frank that said, I saw Wander perform last year in San Francisco. We all loved her and can't wait for the new Jack White produced (laughs) album. Now, I love Jack White. I was curious, whose idea was it for Shaken All Over? Was that your idea for Shaken All Over? No, when Jack White uh, said he would like to record me, I said, all right, darling. You know, he's only 34. (laughs) He's younger than my children. But I said, okay, uh, darling, I'm in your hands. You select the songs. I do have final, uh, okay, 
I won't record just anything. But he's very selective, and he's he chose that song and the the other one that's on the single, which is uh, "You Know I'm No Good." <laughs> and you that are. Was And you are good. You are Wanda Jackson, 604-822-2487, 604-UBC-CITR. If anybody has any questions for Wanda Jackson or email nardwar at nardwar.com, post on the WFMU comment board, or you can also go to Twitter at Nardwar. Jack White, of course, was most likely, and I would say almost 100% influenced by, the Gun Club and the Cramps. And you got to work with Lux from the Cramps before he unfortunately passed away and ivy as well what do you remember about the cramps doing stuff with the cramps were you actually in the studio with the cramps well i'm sorry to say nardward that i i wasn't uh i was in la doing the heart trouble album uh, for two weeks almost two weeks and they were not in town those two weeks so they came in later after I had done my part and laid theirs down. So I was very disappointed I didn't get to meet those guys. But, you know, that's the way it goes sometimes. It made me think, though, Ivy, Poison Ivy is such a great guitarist. She's yeah, a, yeah. A, and a singer, a female guitarist singer. But who are some of the greatest, fi- your favorite female guitarists that don't sing, you know, like g- 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 girls that just play the guitar and don't sing. You know, like Bo Diddley had the Duchess, a girl just playing guitar. Did you ever encounter many over the years girls that just did the guitar, just did the guitar rockabilly and didn't sing? Mm, uh, not really. Most of them, uh, uh, of course, the first one that comes to my mind is Rosie Flores. And she plays fantastic uh, rock and roll guitar and country, but she also sings and records. So um, I'm just not uh, that familiar with that many artists and their uh, abilities. You know, I'm really not because these days there there I have so much going that I'm kind of into my own thing. And the other artists, I, I just really don't have time to, you know, to get into. Do you understand what I'm saying? I do indeed, Wanda Jackson. Okay. It, and, doesn't, it and, doesn't mean that I don't like them or respect them. It just means I don't have time to know all of them. Right. And when you go to something like the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, there's people everywhere, all sorts of people. I'm sure you didn't know everybody, but I did hear, Wanda Jackson, that Metallica was too loud, so you walked out on Metallica because they were a bit loud for you. Well, uh, remember my age. (laughs) But that made me think, Wanda Jackson, what was the loudest rockabilly group that you ever heard? Well, I don't know their names, but there are some, and uh, it kind of irritates me because uh, if you're an authentic rockabilly, or I prefer to call it 50s rock band, then you will not override your singer. 
And we have another question here, comment from the WFMU board for you, Wanda Jackson, from a Sandy. And it says, being part of the audience at a Wanda Jackson show and singing along with songs like Let's Have a Party and Riot in cell block number nine is an experience no fan of rockabilly and country should miss. She's not only a living legend, she's one of the nicest people you'll ever meet. And that's from Sandy. Sandy posted that on the board. Well, I'm going to Nashville tomorrow, so Sandy, um, maybe we'll meet up in a restaurant or cafe or whatever. (laughs) That was a very nice compliment. Thank you. Now, this is kind of a bit of a backgrounder question for you, Wanda Jackson. Again, Wanda Jackson live here on WFMU. East Orange, WFMU, Mount Hope, Hope, and CITR, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, 604-822-2487. If you want to phone in and ask Wanda a question, or email nardwar at nardwar.com, or post on a WFMU board, or tweet at nardwar. This is my question for you. There weren't many role models around for young women, at least I was thinking, starting out in a music career years ago. But a couple of women singers were active and popular, like Rose Maddox with their Maddox brothers and Ella Mae Morse. I was wondering if you were aware of any of them and what influence they might have had on you back then, if at any. Well, actually, um, I was pretty young, but my parents moved to Los Angeles in, oh, early 40s, I guess. And even though I was young, uh, my father especially loved music, and he was a musician and a singer. He had a little band of his own when he and my mother met, but the Depression caused him to have to disband and get a real job, as they say. So, yes, they moved to Los Angeles, and I would always, we didn't have television, of course, yet, uh, just radio, and um, but every Friday or Saturday night, my mother and daddy went to dances. They loved to dance, and of course, there in Los Angeles on the West Coast, you had all the great bands of the day. That that would work, and so uh, they always took me with them. I was an only child, and in those days, people didn't get babysitters. That was unheard of then. They took their kids with them, so I was always with mother and daddy. And I remember seeing Rose Maddox and the Maddox brothers. And I was fascinated. That uh, that hooked me. I said, I have got to be a, a girl singer. I've got to stand on the stage and wear flashy clothes like her and be feisty. You know, and I, and I was like six years old at this time. But from that point on, when I was asked, what am I going to be when I grow up, I always said, I'm going to be a girl singer. So she was very influential on me as a young girl. Do you know the song by Neil Young, 
China Fonda Wanda? I have heard about that song. Because it's a song called Kinda Fonda Wanda. You know, Wanda, yeah. Wanda, I don't know if it's Wanda Jackson, but it mentions Peggy Sue, Donna, Mary Lou, Miss Anne, Short <laughs> Fat Fanny, and a whole bunch of girl names from songs in the 50s. But do you know if the chorus is about you, Kinda Fonda Wanda? Isn't that sweet? Yeah, I've forgotten about that. I'm glad you jogged my memory. I, I would love to hear it. <laughs> if anybody listening uh, could send me a copy of that. Get on my website WandaJackson.com and uh, email it to me. I'd love to hear that. There's a great video on the internet of you and the Collins kids and Deke Dickerson all together. Deke Dickerson. What can you tell the people about Deke Dickerson? Have you done many shows with Deke Dickerson? Well, I've done a few. They're mostly festivals. They're really, you know, big things. He's quite popular with the alternative music set. Um, the the young adults, actually, but, but they love the rockabilly and 50s rock music. So I have worked with him, and I think he's great also. He has a great band. And he does a wonderful job. So He has a great double-neck guitar, and so does the Collins kids, or Larry right. Collins. So there's all these double-neck guitars up on stage. It was just overload. Like, I couldn't believe it. And I think you also did a song with Janice Martin, too. Does it ever become, like, too much overload going on? Like, Collins kids, Wanda Jackson, Deke Dickerson, Janice Martin, all together. Well, um, only one disappointment there. I never got to meet Janice Martin. And I never did a show with her because she fell out of show business for so many years. And just as she was making a comeback, she developed cancer and she passed away before I ever had a chance to meet her. And I was sorry for that. But, uh, yeah, she certainly made an impression in the uh, 50s on the early rock. Uh, audiences and everyone remembers her fondly but yeah I've I've been at a festival in Detroit um, a couple of three years ago with the Collins kids and Deke and uh, oh, oh, some other ones and you know do you know the story Ed or, or Nora, any, either of y'all know the story behind Let's Have a Party. Well, I know that Elvis uh, recorded it for an LP, and I know that, uh, that uh, you had recorded it for your first LP as well. What, what year was that, Rockin' with Wanda? What year did that come out? Well, I'm asking the questions now. Okay, Ed? <laughs> <laughs> okay, Missy. Don't, don't yes, ma'am. change the subject on me. But the... Um, the thing about Let's Have a Party was that Elvis did it in his movie, second movie, I think, Loving You. Well, the Collins kids did it, and that's when I heard the song. I didn't remember it, really, from Elvis's movie, or I didn't see the movie. I don't know which. I've seen it since then, so I can't remember. But... Um, I thought, 
what a cute song. So I began opening my shows with it. Well, when Capitol wanted me to record my first uh, album for them, I had to have 12 songs. Well, I had 11 good country songs, but I didn't have a 12th. And I told my producer, Ken Nelson, I said, well, I tell you what, I'm, I've been singing a song people just love called Let's Have a Party. It's not country, but let's throw that little song on here. So we did it. And so that's how it came about. But yeah, the Collins kids and I were at this festival. They started singing their version of it. And that silly Larry Collins, I'm sitting in the wings just watching their show because I've always loved them. He came back there, got me by the hand, and pulled me out on stage and made me sing Let's Have a Party with them. So that was a that is a memorable occasion in my mind. And you were the memorable Wanda Jackson. And winding up here with Wanda Jackson live on WFMU East Orange, WFMU Mount Hope, and CITR Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. If anybody has any questions for Wanda, 604-822-2487, 604-UBC-CITR. You can also email in nardwar at nardwar.com, twitter at nardwar.com, or go to the WFMU message board there, and you can post a comment. Wanda, Ed has a question for you, actually some comments. Because in preparation for the show, Ed was so stoked to be able to come on the Nardwar to Human Serviette radio show here today, even though Ed was one of the first people that gave me a chance to do a radio show, that he spent weeks and weeks preparing a giant playlist of songs to play to prepare the listeners for your entry onto the airwaves. And Ed was wondering if he could read back a few of those songs to you. Right, Ed? Yes, I've got some, some questions uh, regarding some, uh, some of the people well, and let, some of the songs. Let, let me make a statement, Ed. Thank you very much for the research and uh, all that you've done. Thank you. That's very kind. Well, my pleasure. Um, <clears throat> we've been playing these, too. Mention that to Wanda. We've yes, uh, these, uh, this was our... Uh, playlist for for the hour preceding our, our interview uh, we started off with hangover blues by uh, rose and uh, the maddox brothers from january 53 then we played your your first country and western hit you can't have my love um with yourself <laughs> and billy gray from july 54 uh, which was a huge country and western hit uh, number eight on on uh, country charts and a long lasting hit eight weeks um, I like the talking on that song, Wanda, at the end there. There's some great talking at the end of that song. Well, that was Billy Gray's part. It was a duet, but he, we didn't actually sing together. Uh, I sang the song. He did the recitation, yeah. Yeah, um, then I played uh, a Charlene Arthur um, uh, record from, uh, actually, October 55. Um, do you remember Our Charlene Arthur ahead. at all? Heartbreak Ahead. I love Charlene Arthur, yeah. Did I really you? did. I thought she was another one of these feisty, going-against-the-grain type gals. And, you know, I guess history's proven that's what I did, too, because uh, people like Rose Maddox and Charlene Arthur were uh, the, the ones who inspired me. Right. Do, do you... Um Perhaps you remember uh, a, a girl by the name of uh, Wright, Priscilla Wright. 
She had a big hit with uh, uh, a thing called The Man in the Raincoat. I'm sorry. You, now you lost me there. We sh- we, Ed has also brought along a few Canadian artists. Were you familiar with any Canadian artists? Well, I've worked with a, a lot of them in the past years. Uh, I don't probably know too many names, but you can try me if you want to. <laughs> Well, continuing on, you know, with, with our, our girls at Rockabilly. Actually, uh, I did want to ask you about another Canadian girl who um, cut uh, uh, one of. Um, I'm not sure if, if she covered you or you covered her, but uh, you had a hit on uh, the country charts with uh, "I Gotta Know," um, and this uh, this girl was Joyce Hahn. She also cut that same record, and and in that way, she became uh, Canada's first rockabilly singer. But uh, well, hey, that's interesting because, uh, yeah, I had the original because a woman here in Oklahoma City wrote that song especially for me as a transition song. Yeah, that I would call that a rockabilly butterfly, if uh, if that means anything to anybody anymore. Do you know what well, a butterfly is, Wanda? Yeah, well, to me it was transition from a strictly country artist stepping in to this new music and it was so perfect that uh, I loved it and that's why I, I recorded it. Well, at, at the same time, your country fans, um, you know, helped make that a hit. But uh, Yeah, because it was a little bit country. That was the whole point of the song, yeah. But then, but then again, uh, from, from that point on, uh, they they, um, they don't support uh, any any of your real rock and records, and they, they don't support other girls' rock and records either. Uh, whether That's they're right. br- yeah. by Brenda Lee or Janice or uh, Charlene or or you, yeah. uh, the Collins you've kids. That, you've <clears> got that right. I mean, uh-huh. none none of those people ever had uh, great big huge hits. And Ed, what uh-huh. else? What else did we hear? We wanted to tell Wanda what else we played. We had a big assortment here of interesting stuff. We were curious if you knew some of these or were your memories of some of these ones. Well, we played Brenda's um, first record, Bigelow 620 from August 56, and then we played Hot Dog That Made Him Mad. Uh, now, there's an ultimate chick song. There, That's the uh, actually the first song I did with a little bit of attitude, you know? Boy, that's got a lot of attitude, not a little. <laughs> well, okay, and and that was my point. Um, you know, I I have no idea. I heard Betty Hutton did this song in a movie. I was a movie buff, and I went to all the musicals, and I would sit through them two or three times if my mother would let me, you know. Uh, but I heard Betty Hutton do that song. And somehow I got the word she recorded for Capital, so that made it a little easier. And I got a hold of the song and learned it. And um, that was on my very first session with Capital Records. And this is Wanda Jackson speaking live on WFMU, 604-822-2487, UBCCATR. Still a bit more time to ask a couple more questions if you want to call in. Nardwar at nardwar.com. Go to the WFMU page, leave a comment there, or Twitter at Nardwar. And we have Ed, the guest host here on the Nardwar to Human Radio Show, that's 
telling Wanda about all the different tunes that we've played before Wanda came on the air. And Ed, continuing on with the list here. Well, my next uh, uh, cut that we played was my very favorite Wanda Jackson song, and, and it's a song that Wanda wrote herself. And uh, Wanda, you know, uh, we have actually talked before, and... Uh, Oh, uh And uh, I, I gave you, uh, I passed over a, a copy of uh, that, of uh, Let's Have a Party, which I bought myself back in, in August of 1960, and you signed that for me. And then I, I handed you a, a copy of Baby Loves Him, and I said, this is my favorite one of Jackson Record. <laughs> really? And, and you said, I wrote that. And I said, I know that, I know that. <laughs> and you said, let me tell you who I wrote it for. And I said, no, stop. Um, you wrote it for Elvis. Tell us about that. That's enough said. <laughs> oh, come on, Wanda. You can't. You can't hold back on us now. Um, uh, well, I, 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 I mean, I, I believe. Uh, I believe you were boyfriend and girlfriend for some time. Well, yes, yes. Uh, was was that know, when, for a few well, weeks or for a few months? Well, when we were on tour together, which was. Uh, Wound up being a couple of years, uh, 55 to early part of 57. So, um, And that was the amazing tour, wasn't it, Wanda? Wasn't that the West Texas tour? We're like, no, no. Oh. Well, no, let me say this. I don't know where all this uh, about touring came in. I, I worked with him first time in July in 57 and it was only two dates and then uh, a couple of months later I signed with the same man who booked him so therefore I was put on the tours that Elvis was doing because he was getting popular not nationally yet but through the south into the southern midwest and on up like that so uh, that's why i worked with him so much also because for some reason his audience accepted me being a girl when they they've come out to see elvis you know nobody was fooling themselves if you were on a tour with him that's who they came to see and so I was fortunate that his fans accepted me, so I was able to work with him a lot more than some of the even bigger names in country music. That, excuse me, uh, Nardwar, but that started in 55? I started touring with him in 55, uh-huh. Yes, right. Just wondering, Wanda Jackson, winding up here, are you involved in any of the sort of other stuff that happens with rockabilly culture? Like, for instance, did you ever meet Betty Page at all, pin-up lady Benny P- Betty Page? <laughs> no, I sure didn't. Did you run into any of the other pinup ladies that hang out at any of the other rockabilly conventions? Because it's quite interesting at these rockabilly conventions. There's all sorts of interesting burlesque entertainers, like legends like Betty Page, out there. Well, uh, I'm sorry. I, no, I, I don't know. Ed, back to the list here, winding up here with Wanda Jackson. <clears throat> Wanda, did you ever meet Jackie DeShannon? No, I didn't. Uh-uh. Yeah, it's a house. I met Chubby Checker. <laughs> <clears throat> 
Well, Jackie did some some nice uh, rocker billies uh, as well. But now, the- Ed loves Bill Haley. Did you ever get a chance to meet Bill Haley at all? No, no, I didn't. I, I have since then, of course, worked a lot with his comments, the original comments, which are still a fantastic group. Wonderful musicians. And I would. Oh, yeah. And, and I- if anyone gets a chance to hear them. Please do so. They are great. And I would hope, Wanda Jackson, that you met Shania Twain. Did Shania Twain at least introduce herself to you? Have you ever met Shania Twain? No, and I know Canada is so proud of her, and they should be. Such a talent. I did get to uh, do a song on a tribute album to her uh, a few years ago, and uh, they had me sing uh, Whose Boots? Uh, whose bed have your boots been under? <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Yeah, but I haven't met her. I, I would love to. She's quite a talent. Lastly here, on this list here, Bach was also in... What did you also include here? Fujiyama Mama, a hit in Japan. You're right. My very first uh, number one song in rock and roll in in Japan, not America. How funny is that? <laughs> Um, we played a, a live version with uh, yourself and Velvetone. What, what year was that uh, cut? Do, uh, do that was probably with Velvetone's late 90s, maybe early 2000s. And then after that, we put, we played uh, <coughs> Ooh, What You Do by Vanda King, which is, uh, she was a Toronto girl, and that, that was actually the flip side of a Toronto hit. And then we played uh, Honey Bop, uh, another tune, I believe, that you wrote yourself from Maple 58. Uh, no, I didn't write it. Didn't it was, oh, uh, I, that one was written by um, the same people that wrote the Heartbreak Hotel for Elvis. That's, yeah, that's right. And she was uh, more or less a friend of the family. She and my mother went to school together, May Axton. Very nice. We have an email here, actually a post on the WFMU board to you, Wanda Jackson. And we're speaking here live to Wanda Jackson on WFMU East Orange, WFMU Mount Hope, and CITR Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. And it's from Jerry. And this is to you, Wanda, and this is from Jerry. It's so great to listen to this interview with Wanda. I have seen Wanda perform twice over a past couple years and she is fabulous wanda and her husband are just very warm gracious people also i'm so glad she finally got elected to the rock and roll hall of fame she certainly deserved it and that was from jerry in rochester new york well that is a very nice uh, email did you say that was a post on the message board Okay, well, a, a message board post from Jerry in Rochester, that's and very, very nice. I I love to hear people that appreciate uh, my husband because uh, he works very hard and has has done so much for for me and for my career. And when someone appreciates him, they're they're really special to me. Okay, so thank you. I mentioned Shania Twain. I mean, I couldn't go through the show without mentioning. Canada's Shania Twain. But Ed has played, or we will be playing, somebody that's almost just as important, or maybe Ed thinks is more important than Shania Twain, Bob and Lucille. Right, Ed? 
Well, they were uh, a pair of wonderful performers, and uh, Lucille had uh, wonderful pipes and did, did a terrific rockabilly, eeny, meeny, miny, moan. Um, I don't know if, Wanda, have you ever heard that one? What was the name again? Eeny, meeny, miny, moan by oh. Bob and Lucille with the Canadian Sweethearts. Oh, Canadian Sweethearts, yeah. I've heard of them. I'm not sure about the song. And they even made a play about her, too. There's even a play about her. Is that right? Well, that was just a, a, a local play. but A local play. And is there going to be a Wanda Jackson play anywhere? Well, <laughs> not to my knowledge. But I was asked uh, not long ago if they ever did a movie, you know, of my life. And I, I laughed at that. I said, I don't think they ever will. But. So the interviewer said, but if they did, who would you want to play you? And I said, well, that's easy. I think it should be Ashley Judd. As Wanda Jackson. And somebody uh-huh. and somebody did play you in a movie, too, right? Right. They did in the Walk the Line, the Johnny Cash story. Uh, yeah, and I have worked with her a couple of times. And, uh, you know, it was very interesting. She did have some lines in the beginning, but it was edited down. So she had no lines. But, yeah, she's there in her little red dress and the long, dark hair standing by uh, the guy who played uh, Jerry Lee Lewis. And you have to look pretty close. It's kind of fast. I'm there, but then they play uh, Fujiyama Mama while Johnny Cash is having his tantrum in the uh, dressing room. And you can hear uh, they play a whole verse of it. So I was quite shocked when I saw the movie and, <laughs> and heard heard me singing, you know. Were there any 78s in the movie? I know Ed loves 78s. How much of your music is on 78s? Do you have many 78s in your collection at all, Wanda Jackson? Well, my original one I I have, but I think it's broken. You know, those were so fragile, and I've moved so many times. Uh, I do have an album of uh, some Jimmy Rogers Uh, 78s that my dad had. He was a Jimmy Rogers fan. And they they are all intact. I've probably got two or three of mine. Ed actually has some... But now they're out on a CD. Uh, Bear Family has produced uh, the number one box set. It goes all the way back to the DECA recordings which were on um, the 78s. Well, Wanda Jackson, we're almost finished here on the Nardwarda Human Serviette radio show. We're just going to sign off for a moment here from WFMU East Orange, WFMU Mount Hope, and we'll continue on just for a couple more minutes on CITR in Vancouver. But just to your listeners out there for WFMU, do you want to say anything else to the people out there? Why should people care about Wanda Jackson? Don't, Wanda Jackson. Don't you have a gig coming up, Wanda, in that area? Ever get what? Oh, you have a gig coming up at the Knitting Factory coming up. Well, yes, but that isn't in Canada. No, but it's in Brooklyn. We're also live in New Jersey as well. 
believe it or not. Oh, well, okay. Yeah, yeah. we cover I'm both coasts. I'll be there, uh, what, February 11th or something. February 11th at the Knitting Factory. Well, thanks so much, Wanda Jackson. Keep on rocking in the free world and do-do-do-do-do. Great. Okay. Hold on this for one second, Wanda Jackson. WFMU, we are now leaving you. WFMU, if you are listening, this is Nardwar signing out from WFMU. Thank you, WFMU. And CITR listeners, we're still live here for a few more moments with Wanda Jackson. If anybody listening to WFMU wants to switch over, you can go to CITR.ca and hear the rest of this interview live right now. But thank you, WFMU. Thank you, WFMU. You can fade it out. Wanda Jackson is over on the Nardwarty Human Serviette radio show. But before we go, we're back here just for a couple more seconds. Ed, you had something you want to say to Wanda Jackson before we end here. Well, um, Wanda, uh, I, I don't know. Are, are we signing off with Wanda now? From Vancouver, yes. Uh, you mean this is all over? i got to say goodbye? Yes, this is it. This is the <laughs> end. <laughs> sorry, I'm going to cry. Sorry, okay, well, so I, short, yeah. I, I have to say this, uh, Wanda, love and kisses from all your fans from all over the world. Thank you so much, Ed. I appreciate it. And please that. come up and play Vancouver sometime. I've seen you in Seattle. I've seen you in in Vegas. I, I got to see you in Bellingham, but um, I, I don't. I, I don't. I don't sit easy not having seen you right here in, in my hometown. Well, uh, make it happen. And actually, Wanda, as well, Ed has something queued up right now. What are we ending the show with? It's not a Wanda Jackson number. You have something else that you had queued up. Well, we have, a, we have an uh, obscure um, Canadian rockabilly singer, Rilla Mayers, from October 58. This one's called Ask Lucille. Well, thanks so much again, Wanda Jackson. It's been an honor to have you on the Nardwar to Human Serviette radio show. You betcha. It's been an experience, I'll say that. <laughs> All right. Well, keep on rocking in the free world and doot doot a loot do. Doot doot. Thank you. What's his name?
away. I wonder what Lucille would say. Do you think she'd steal the guy away? Hey, good morning, Madam Meredith. And I can tell you already, Canada is ready for the spotlight for their shining moment. There's a moment in time coming for Canada, and we're all going to be part of it. And it's not going to be something that we so much watch, but we own it. It's ours. But we own it. It's ours. It's ours. It's ours. It's ours. John Furlong promised that the Olympics would be ours. But time and time again, we've seen that the games have only taken the city away from us, displacing the homeless, criminalizing poverty, causing vast environmental degradation, and exchanging our civil liberties for the corporate spectacle. See the Olympics in a whole new light at the Rethinking the Olympics conference, organized by the UBC Social Justice Center and held in the sub January 26th to 28th. Learn more at panels on Rethinking the Olympics, on the impact on housing, and on the student and activism. Dive in with an interactive workshop on art and activism, a workshop from Food Not Bombs Vancouver, and a Know Your Rights workshop from the BC Civil Liberties Association. Check out the Coca-Cola case, a film spotlighting the labor policies of the Olympic sponsor, and celebrate with drinks and music at the Grad Student Center Penthouse. Go to www.resistubc.com for more information, or search Rethinking the Olympics Conference under Facebook events. And keep your eyes open for events on campus January 26th to 28th. Fantastic sounds of frog eyes. They're going to be playing this 
Friday at the Biltmore Cabaret alongside Apollo's Ghosts or Apollo's Ghosts. And uh, Tarana Horse, who has who is fronted by a very special, not a special friend, that's not what I meant at all. My, by the way, my name is Tracy Fuller and you are listening to The Arts Report on CITR 101.9 FM. Thank you so much for joining me this evening. It's a beautiful, beautiful day outside. I was commenting to our fantastic music director here at CITR on my way into the station that, God, it's 12 degrees out there. The, it, the, the sun is shining. The clouds are just puffy and sort of hanging out on, on top of the, the sky, the ceiling of Vancouver. And you couldn't ask for a nicer day here in January. January of all things. Amazing. Anyways, I've got a jam-packed show for you today. Um, again, a little awestruck by the Nardwar who is uh, in the studio before me rather than Frank. Frank, we miss you. Come back. Not that we have anything against Nardwar, of course. But yes, Push Festival. Push Festival launches tonight. Tonight, people. And if you're one of the very select and special few, you'll be heading down to the Woodwards building tonight to go to the opening gala. I know that Brenda Grunow, our CITR station manager, and my very own fantabulous dance critic, Melanie Cooksdorf, will be down there checking out one of the fantastic shows that I happened to interview someone for last week. Yes, the show must go on, uh, which was choreographed by French choreographer. Jérôme Bell, but featuring a number of really fantabulous Vancouver performers, including uh, really well-known names like Billy Marchansky, Tanya Markhart, Adrian Wong, Max Weinman, Jen Morris, Christy Monroe, uh, and many, many more. They're hitting the stage tonight, opening up the festival. This year's festival is just every year. Above and beyond. Let's just face it, it just keeps getting better and better and better. And I have the absolute privilege of speaking to many of these artists, many of the artists involved in these, uh, in the shows that are going to be on stage or in space or uh, invading your ear wells this year. So um, without too much further adieu, I'm going to hit us with our with my first interview today. Um, one of the performances that is actually launching later this week is called Poetics, a ballet brut that in French translates into sort of a rough ballet. And it's by the um, amazing group Nature Theatre of Oklahoma, which is an Obie award-winning performance group under the direction of Pavel Liska and Kelly Copper. Um, the group formed a, num- a couple of years back, um, shortly after the, the 9-11 events, but the, the group has actually been performing together for years and years and years. There was a breakdown in their system, let's say, and, but they started uh, refashioning things for the stage shortly uh, in the early 2000s. And gosh, uh, they've come up with an amazing body of work. They've toured all over the world. They've launched shows in Vienna on historic stages. They are, they take uh, everyday actions. They take a number of actors and dancers or people performers, let's say, who don't necessarily have hundreds of thousands of years of training, but who can evoke and who can mimic and imitate and bring life to everyday actions and activities in a way that inspires, that shocks, that uh, inspires the imagination, who brings people to their feet, who bring, which bring people to tears, realizing how beautiful existence is 
along with the art that comes from it and that that art does not need to have years and years of diplomas under their belt and perhaps not even years and years of, of practice. Perhaps sometimes the best ballets are the ballets that are rough and tumble and actually tell you more about yourself than you care to know. So, so earlier this week, early, early, actually on Sunday morning, it was a rough morning for me. I called up Pavel Liska, the creative director, let's say, of uh, Nature Theatre of Oklahoma. I reached him in New York City, where they are currently uh, performing a show, and we had the following conversation. I hope you enjoy it. This is Pavel Liska speaking to me, Tracy Fuller, on the Arts Report on CITR 101.9 FM. Hello? Hi, is this Pavel? Yes, it is. This is Tracy Fuller calling from Vancouver. Hello, how are you? I'm very good. How are you? Good. Good morning out there. Good morning to you. Thank it's you. Early for you. Oh, well, well, it's it's not that early. After I lied. looking on the internet because this is I believe the first time that Nature Theatre of Oklahoma will be out in Vancouver, is that right? Yes. So, looking at at what you've done in the past few years and looking where you've gone and uh, <laughs> I mean the amazing uh, reviews and the amazing um, um, views that the that your company has and, and has brought to the stage, I'm wondering why you've decided, or m- maybe why others have decided, um, to bring Poetics, a ballet brute, to the stage here in Vancouver for your big debut out here, rather than one of your other pieces. Why why have you come back to one of your earliest pieces as a company? Um, we've been talking to the director of the festival, uh, Norman, um, for quite a while, and it's the show Poetics is the, is the first show that our company has made together as a, as a group. That's, that's the show where we solidified into a, more of an ensemble. Um, and Norman saw the show and Sherry saw the show here in New York. And um, we, that's when we started talking about coming to Vancouver. Um, and the decision was made then that right. that's the show we would bring. I think they have seen other shows since then, uh, but it's a it's it's probably the best introduction to the work of the company and and sets up the context for all the other work. Uh-huh. So it's it's probably um, a good strategy to start with that show um, to create a relationship or start start developing an audience. Right. Um, it's it's in a way. Meet, meet the company. <laughs> right. Um, as a company, do you, I mean, it, many people will just sort of do a, a show and then move on and then do a show and then move on. Um, is it important to, to your company to, to revisit work that you've done before, to bring it back, to re- remember things that you've already staged or to return to ideas like this? Or, or do you change them? Or is the show significantly changed from, the from I know it from, Every time you do, uh, and every space, you alter the show to accommodate. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we, we just came back from four months of touring, during which time we did all six shows that we have ever made. Wow. And that was a very interesting experience where we did go back and forth. We went to Poetics, then we went to the newest show, then we went to a, an older show, then back to <laughs> Poetics. So it was, a, it was extremely... Uh, challenging mm. to keep switching your brain to four years ago, to two years ago, mm-hmm. to 
you know, where where you are aesthetically or even politically or what what your concerns are. Um, but each show talks to itself. Right. The poetics out of out of poetics grew no dice. Out of no dice grew Rainbow Solo and Romeo and Juliet and, and choreography. Out of Romeo and Juliet grew Life and Times. You know, so each each of these shows are part of one body of work. They're in a way chapters of of the same book.